Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. The guy that would be at $15 an hour would be able to finish a project in one hour, right? That would be it. The other guy would take all eight hours of the day. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was just watching an episode of Westworld. It's a new HBO series, and I'm addicted. I'll admit it. And while I was watching Westworld, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today I wanna talk about hiring on the cheap, right? Basically finding the cheapest labor that you can and whether you have a good deal or not. And I think we all go through this. And the reason I'm actually doing this podcast is because on episode number 80, I did an interview with Glenn Zubia, he's a merch uh, seller. And if you haven't checked out that podcast and you're curious about what merch is, definitely do it. That's episode number 80. But the merch program allows you to utilize Amazon's print on demand platform. Currently it's for t-shirts and they're gonna be opening this up to a lot of other things. But it's one of those places where you don't need inventory, you don't have to deal with suppliers, you don't have to worry about refunds, you don't have to worry about running out of stock, you don't have to worry about pay-per-click advertising, you don't have to worry about any of that. At least at this point, none of that matters. You just take a design, you create a design, and then you upload it to their template. It shows what it looks like on a t-shirt, and then uh, you enter the keyword information, the title, the bullets, and the description, just like you would with normal private label. Some of the fields are a little bit different. Uh, there's less bullets, for example, that you can fill in, but it's that simple, guys. And then uh, you upload it. Actually, you select the colors of the shirt that you uh, that you want, and whether you want it front or back side. Anyways, all the details are in episode number 80, and you get this up there, right? You get the shirt up there and then you start selling and you get a, a cut from every shirt. So Amazon sells it for a certain amount, you pick that price, and then whatever the profit on that is, uh, they deposit to your into your account a month later, roughly. So after doing this, we created a new Facebook group, okay? It's called Merch Elite, okay? And it's uh, growing relatively quickly. I think it had about 100 people that joined within the first couple hours of the podcast being released. This was set up yesterday at the time of this podcast. I'm probably not gonna be releasing this podcast until a little bit later the next week because we have other things scheduled. But as of the day after creating the, the group, it had jumped up to about 400 people. 400 members. So I expect it's going to grow pretty fast. I'm trying to be as involved as I can. I don't really do merch myself much anymore. My brother Mike handles that and we're actually taking a, um, a break from the merch program as Mike helps me with the FBA side of things during this busy Q4. So that's what we're doing there. So that opened up the artists that we have 
they're at a site go to merchartist.com and they're available to hire to create all your shirts but I'm going to talk a little bit about how you can get shirts made inexpensively for probably $5 or less per shirt. But I also wanted to talk about just the general idea of hiring people on the cheap and how I did it and the, the mistakes that I made and then how I actually, actually rectified these things and how it worked out for me. And I've done this over multiple businesses. So I go back a long ways, right? I started my first dot com back in 1999. I've been on the internet uh doing business and doing commerce um, for, for many, many years, right? For over 15 years. And I've been using uh, Alibaba way before anybody even knew what Alibaba was, okay? Before anybody was talking about this. I remember using Alibaba back when I had an office. We were doing a lot of online marketing. We had a couple of pretty big companies. We were doing decently large numbers. It was a five million a year company. And uh, we had the entire top floor of a building. And I remember... I was like, you know what, it takes quite a while to walk from this side of the building to go talk to our director of marketing who's on the other side of the building. So uh, since we were doing a lot of online marketing and advertising, um, there was a company that was pretty large at the time um, that nobody really knew about where you can import products from China. It's called Alibaba. And uh, we ended up taking uh, or placing an order for electric scooters and this is when electric scooters were just starting to get popular like nobody like if you saw an electric scooter it was like a, a crazy thing like you just didn't see them anywhere right and we're talking about those little small ones that you stand on that have the little handle that sticks up and, and uh, you don't sit on them or anything and so they were they were a big deal so we ended up ordering uh, I don't remember how many it was it was uh, something like 40 or 50 of these things we got them for the whole office and shipped them in on a in a container a portion of a container. We didn't know anything about importing or anything like that. That was my first experience with Alibaba. And then um, I, at the time, we were very heavily using Odesk, which is now Upwork, right? So Odesk, I've been on Odesk for forever. I don't even know how long I've been using Odesk, but like a decade or something, um, maybe maybe longer. I don't even, whenever they came out, when they first came out is when we started using them. I've got over 50,000 hours logged on there. It's, it's crazy. But one of the issues that I had with hiring people on there is the resumes always look good, right? You look at their bio and everything looks fantastic and you hire somebody for whatever it was. You know, back then we were looking for people to help us write, people that were programmers, people that were designers, um, all kinds of things. Anything you can think of, we are hiring for the company. We had 50 employees here in the States and we were, we had probably almost as many overseas as well. So one of the things I looked for was obviously the, the labor cost, right? If we were hiring people here in the States for, you know, at the time, let's say it was $30 an hour uh, for a high level tech person, we could get somebody that programmed for a lot less. In fact, my very first programmer that I hired outside the U.S. was from Bosnia and it was $5 an hour. You know, that's what I was paying this guy and he was a high level guy. So, and he ended up working with me for many, many years. And one of the guys, same thing, um, I hired him through this guy who later, you know, he started at $5 an hour and moved up, but this guy ended up uh, hiring somebody that he knew. And later on, we ended up really liking this new hire and we ended up bringing him to the US and uh, he quickly became my CTO of the company. So it's kind of an interesting story. But the thing that I started realizing when you're hiring all these people is their, their bios look great and you really don't know, or at least I didn't know if they were efficient or if they were good because I hire somebody okay at the time I'm looking at this resume and I'm like well I don't know how to program in this language and so I'm hiring this person and whatever they do I have to take their word at it that hey this is going to take three days to make or it's going to take 30 days to make or whatever the case is going to be 
right? Same thing with artwork. I'm, I was decent at art, but if somebody's creating uh, an Illustrator file, you know, using vectors, and it takes them eight hours to make a design, I don't know if that's good or bad because I don't do AI files or anything like that. So how do I know? So that was the problem. And I hired a lot of people and I thought I was doing really well and we were profitable. So it wasn't that big of an issue. But later on, I started realizing that, you know what I should do if I, if I don't know how long it's going to take and I don't have somebody who's an expert at my company right now that can say, hey, Manny, you know what? This guy is just slow. This, this project should only take four hours to do and it's taken him 16 hours. You know, he's over billing, he's doing whatever, right? And later on, we did have that in place. We had people, we were hiring people that were experts at our company in whatever field we needed, right? Let's say if it was uh, one of our main programming departments or it was one of the flash programs, we had somebody that could then hire and they knew exactly if somebody was good or bad. But prior to this, you know, it was just kind of guesswork. So. One of the things that I posted in, in Merch Elite is that um, people are asking, you know, should, where can I get artists? Where can I hire these guys? How much is it going to cost? And what I did when I started looking for my artists, okay, and I needed artists um, initially for my, uh, or I needed artists at a large scale for my mobile games division, okay? When we created, when we were creating mobile games, we had a ton of guys working on it. We had three offices full of programmers overseas, okay? We had uh, two, uh, no, wait, what? I'm sorry. We had an office in India. At one point, we had two offices in Pakistan. And then we also had uh, an office we were creating um, in the Philippines that was just for our artists to support all the coders, all the programmers that we had. So we were doing a lot. And just to kind of back up a little bit, we published hundreds and hundreds of mobile apps, okay? So we were doing a lot of volume. So these these developers, I'm sorry, these designers, I would hire them on Upwork. It was Odesk at the time, but I wouldn't hire one at a time, okay? I would, I would put an ad out there and I would get like the best 20 guys, let's say this, I'm using this as an example, because I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was at least 20, maybe more. Um, I'd get 20 guys and I would bring them uh, all into um, an instant message platform. I think it was Skype at the time. I, I don't remember at this point, but I would basically give them all a project. Okay. So I'd say, Hey, we're making a game. It's going to be a fighting game and we need a, a big robot that resembles this kind of a style. And we'd have templates. We could show them kind of the style we're looking for. And then we let them go at it. Right. And we'd say, okay, make it uh, as nice as you can. Don't spend more than a full day on this and then submit it and then let us know how long it took you, how many hours, okay? And we were tracking the time also through through uh, Odesk, through Upwork, right? Um, but we wanted to see what people were doing. And sure enough, out of the 20, a handful of them would not be able to finish it in a day. So they were eliminated. Those that did finish it, we'd go through and we'd look at the results and we'd be like, man, these guys, they just didn't follow the instructions. You know, we said we wanted it from this particular camera angle, let's say this perspective, and they didn't do that. So, you know, they weren't following instructions, so we'd eliminate them. And then we'd just go through the process and then out of those 20, you might be left with half, half of them that actually finished the project in a day and did follow the instructions and were, it looked, they looked pretty good. We'd also eliminate any artwork um, that just looked cheap, wasn't very good. They weren't able to produce the style of art that we wanted, right, because they had a different artistic style or they were just not very good but we just kind of repeated this process and then we'd take let's say the 10 guys and then we'd give them a second project okay and say well now we want to create a girl that you know is, is waving a you know a scepter or whatever the case was and then out of those 10 we could eliminate it down even further and we would repeat this process i was constantly going out and hiring guys 
and uh, because sometimes you'll hire guys that are really good and then they'll quit for whatever reason okay maybe they got another job they uh, they too busy whatever so we would actually keep hiring people and we would pit them against each other and by comparing them side by side you can quickly see wow okay this guy the, the, this this guy is good but this guy here is not good right is that making sense now everybody had different rates right so you would hire let's say I'm down to four guys okay that are really awesome okay they were able to they, they created stuff exactly like I want but one of them could be four dollars an hour and another one is fifteen dollars an hour as an example or let's say five dollars an hour and fifteen dollars an hour so one is three times the cost so immediately right at first glance you'd be like well if their quality if the quality of the product is very similar you know then the five dollar an hour guy is, is going to be a better value but what we started finding out when we were tracking the time is we'd find that this doesn't didn't happen every time but but it did happen um, a number of times the guy that would be at fifteen dollars an hour would be able to finish a project in one hour right that would be it the other guy would take all eight hours of the day or seven hours or something like that to finish it okay so let's just say it takes him eight hours he's at five bucks an hour so right it, it was a forty dollar job to create that element for the game where the fifteen dollar an hour guy who was three times the hourly rate finished it in an hour because he had better skills he just knew how to use the tools better whatever the case was so that asset was only fifteen dollars okay 15 versus 40. So the guy that was three times more expensive hourly ended up being way, way, way cheaper in the long run. Okay. So that's how we were doing it with our artists. And I was able to nail, uh, nail it down to just a handful of guys that were just phenomenal. I went through so many artists. I mean, tons. I mean, if you go through my O desk, I must have, I don't even want to know, over a hundred people that I've hired over the years that are artists, probably more than that, that uh, we've cut or we've used or whatever the case might be. But the, the best guys and the guys that have been loyal and have remained with me for many, many years are, are a great team. And that's those are the guys that were at uh, MerchArtists.com, which I had mentioned um, in the podcast episode and also on the uh, Facebook group. And by the way, guys, if you need artists for whatever reason, whether it's to make video games or do T-shirts or packaging designs, go for it. They do all my packaging designs as well, my brands and logos and everything. So are they the cheapest, you know? No, but are they good? Yes, they're super efficient, super fast, and they will probably save you money in the long term. Now, I'm bringing this up because in the Facebook group, uh, in Merch Elite, you can find that if you go and type Merch Elite on Facebook and join, people are posting, well, you know, how do you find people that are cheap? How do you get shirts done for $5 per hour? If you're hiring somebody from Merch Artists, and let's just say that it works out to around $15 per hour, you know, they would have to create three shirts in an hour you know, it's unlikely that they can create three shirts of quality in an hour. So what do you do? Well, what I do is that I, I have them work on one particular shirt that looks really cool. And let's just say it takes them a full hour to create it. Okay. What I then do is I do variations. So I'll create, let's say, another four variations of that shirt. And this is where maybe the slogan changes. And I use an example where let's say you create some really cool custom lips, huge lips on a shirt. Well, think about the slogans that you can use for that, right? You can have something above it that says, I love you or kiss me or whatever it is. You can come up with a million things. And each time you put a new slogan on there, it becomes a new variation, a new shirt. So by creating that initial design, that takes the most time. But then creating the variations takes mere minutes, right? You can do these very, very quickly. So 
if you can do five shirts now in just over an hour because four of them are variations now that $15 has dropped down to $3 per shirt right $15 for an hour and you've got five shirts so that's one way that you can actually bring the price points down um, when you're doing that kind of stuff um, doesn't work obviously for um, for packaging product packaging unless you know you've got a lot of similar products if you've got a lot of variations you know child variations then yeah then you can obviously reuse some of the main stuff to to speed things up but if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna hire people just realize you're gonna go through bumps right you're gonna you're gonna have to sift through the garbage that's out there to find those gems okay and when you do you'll be set but prepare to go through some headaches I mean I did it took me months and months and months to finally nail down the right guys and if you're willing to do that if you got the time um, just realize you're probably gonna spend a lot of money getting to that point if you're lucky you might find the right guy right off the bat but I would still try to compare that person against somebody else just so that you feel good about it and so that you know you, you chose the right person I do this with VAs I do this with essentially everybody one final thought is you might be thinking well what if I just hire people on a per project basis that is instead of paying hourly I pay them on each shirt okay so I pay them you know five dollars per shirt or I pay them twenty dollars to create a package design or whatever the case might be um, you can do that I have done that I still do that to some extent but it typically works when or at least for me it works when I've been doing this with somebody for a while and the uh, requirements are typically the same you know for example if if I'm doing a podcast and I need somebody to edit the podcast um, and the podcasts are typically of the same length of time and there's not that much deviation then we can work out a flat rate per episode right so that's it guys you've been listening to the am pm podcast hosted by manny Coates. for more information insider tools and to get the resources mentioned in this episode visit ampmpodcast.com